Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Christian. It's the BTU pod. Um, it's been a while since you've heard my voice. I understand it's been a lot of things going on um, in my life, but I did want to get back into the habit of doing these podcasts, whether they're 30 minutes, 20 minutes, hour long, just because this is more of an outlet for me, something that keeps me focused. So I uh, really want to thank anybody who was just listening to this, shared this or anything like that. Um, going to be more consistent about this going forward. I am sitting here Tuesday morning. This is when I'm recording. This will be out probably Tuesday afternoon. 24 hours removed from the Bears losing 38-20. to 20. Uh, Home opener against the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love had a better game than I expected, but overall he just kind of just managed the game here and there and made plays when he needed to. The game should have been way worse than, it, um, than the score provided just because of how overmatched we were. On the offensive line, we'll get into a little bit more details about that. Um, for the first time, people that are listening, listening in, or if you're going to discover this episode a little bit later, um, what I'm going to do is going to actually bring a little bit more personality into this, and not just talk X's and O's and be overly upset. I remember, I already know, I don't even remember. I know that a lot of people go into these pods right after the game, and it's nothing but raw emotion. But I like to take a little time and sit back and think about all the things that went wrong and how I feel about it. So let's talk about all three phases of the, of the, of the game. So offensively, we looked like a team that did not want to throw the ball deep. Justin Fields only complete, only attempted three passes out of his 30, I think it's 31, 31 dropbacks that were over the, over 20 yards. Then you're not going to get things done in the NFL that way. You're not going to be able to perform. You're not going to be able to get a decent amount of chunk plays done. You're not going to be able to keep the defense um, honest. If you're running these wide receiver screens, if you're running these, doing the check downs here and there, um, DJ Moore got two targets. Um, uh, uh, Darnell Mooney, I think, got five targets, uh, called two passes, one touchdown. Uh, Chase Claypool uh, targeted twice, no no catches. I'll uh, get to I'll get to Chase Claypool in a second uh, when I go to the good, bad, and the ugly. But it's going to be a work in progress as far as this offense offense goes. There are some good there are some good things rookies did um, step up on the overall aspect of it, but there are a lot of head scratching moments, head scratching play calls, head scratching feelings that as a normal Chicago Bears fan I just didn't understand um it kind of make you lose hope week one as a Bears fan you hate the fact that you just don't like the team you haven't been excited about this team uh, I've had moments of excitement when I was younger but it was unrealistic I had moments of excitement when we drafted Justin Fields before that I had moments of excitement when we got Jay Cutler but then you realize that nothing really changes with this team we've only had one explosive offense and that was year one on the Mike Martz as offensive coordinator other than that we've been pedestrian at worst um defense the defense is what I looked at as probably the most disappointing aspect of the t- um, of the team, like I knew the offense was going to be bad. I knew deep down that the offense was going to be bad. 
but I did not not think the defense was going to be as bad as they looked, especially with no Christian Watson, no Aaron Rodgers, and Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Jones, who only played the first half because he ended up hurt, uh, ended up pulling his hamstring in the first half, so he didn't even play all of the um, the entirety of the game. Still, with all of those factors, we still did not make a dent in that in that in that Green Bay Packers um, O line. The O line was stout. Jordan Love had about five to six seconds to throw the ball each and every time he stepped back. So it's plenty of time for him to throw the ball. There were um, we got one sack the entirety of the game. Uh, which was a Jordan Love rollout, so it really wasn't like anybody beat their man. Our edge rushers just looked pathetic. Um, we didn't get any pressure up front either, and this comes on the heels of me looking at highlights of Jalen Carter, who is a guy that we could have gotten at nine, dominating his first um, NFL game. And I know people are going to say, Oh man, he was in trouble. He was he was, he had trouble. He had issues, but he was the most talented player on. I mean, in that draft, in that draft class, he was the most talented defensive player. He was the most talented player. If it wasn't this love affair of, of quarterbacks, he would have been drafted number one. <clears throat> take out the take out the off the field stuff. If it was just clean slate and everybody didn't overhype quarterbacks, Jalen Carter would have been number one pick. He fell to nine. We traded down one spot so that Philly can get him. And we get, get Darnell Wright. Now, I feel like Darnell Wright's going to be good. He's going to be a really solid right tackle for us for a long time to come. But when you look at it as on a simple basis of, hey, we couldn't get a pass rush. And not only did Jalen Carter, but also Will Anderson also got pass rush, also was able to get back there, also was able to beat their man consistently. And we don't have that. We don't have that at all. Um, the one player I saw during the preseason, um, Gibson, who was being his man, who was getting pressure on a consistent basis, he got cut. So now our front four is the – our starting front four is, is the weakest group that we have. Yeah, we have our we have the two rookies, um, D tackles that we drafted, and honestly, they did not get a lot of playing time. They, but when they did get in, they did move the um they did move the they did move the um the pocket a little bit. They did they did win a couple of their matchups here and there, but that brings to the second problem, which is the defensive play calling running a soft cover two against the Green Bay Packers and they were just able to decimate decimate us. It was a third and seventeen. And I was sitting back counting because um this is a game I didn't even drink for. Was was totally sober for this game. And I, I saw the slot I saw the slot man take an inside release, go go up and and then and then perform an out route on third and seventeen. Third and seventeen, out route, and Jordan Love had like the cleanest pocket. Uh, Aaron Aaron Jones caught a uh, caught a caught a pass up the middle, 
and ran into the end zone with a pulled hamstring untouched. You know, it's I I didn't look up the numbers as far as numbers of pressures that we got, but we did not get pressure on the ball. We did not make Jordan Love feel that he had to get rid of the ball sooner than he needed to. We didn't test the test this quarterback out first time through. We kind of let him just sit back and do what he wanted to do. And that's 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 being outcoached. That's being outcoached. Uh, Eberflus, Getsy, um, I'm I'm blanking on the defensive coordinator's name, but trust me, if he keeps playing like this, he's gonna be he's gonna be a key person for me to remember as well. Um, but they all were outcoached. None of them were able to come up with a game plan that really helped us. Uh, oh, Allen Williams, sorry. All of them are outcoached. None of them really came up with a plan to sit back and go through and become a and take advantage of the time that we do have. There are some bright spots to look at. You got to look really hard at them, but you, there are some bright spots looking at it. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, too, I think Stevenson played a really good game overall. He did give up a touchdown, but that pass was thrown perfectly because it was not a clean pocket for. Uh, for Jordan Love, so it, he didn't have to worry about anything. But overall, overall, there are a lot of things to retool on this team. And beforehand, I was saying, well, we have one of the worst, easiest schedules. And I was saying that maybe seven, seven or eight with DJ Moore, um, with a good right tackle, solidifying a few things here and there, could get us seven wins. Seven. Looking at week one now, um, in totality, looking at the teams that I thought we were going to split against, uh, Green Bay, which we already lost one in, so more than likely we're not going to split against them. We're not beating them in Green Bay. Uh, Detroit, who just beat the Super Bowl champions, albeit without their number one um, tight end and the, the number one tight end in the, in the league and probably what top five D tackle in the league. Detroit still won that game. So... I'm thinking four, I'm thinking four or five wins this year, which is an improvement over last year. But we'll see how things go. See the, how we turn things around. Um, I'm going to move things a little bit forward now. We all saw what um, how bad we were. Uh, this, if you're listening to this, you know, understand. If you probably listen to other podcasts that explain explain how terrible the O line was. Um, Darnell Wright having to block Gary one on one. Probably wasn't the best move. Once again, Getsy needs to be able to chip, um, have a tight end, have um, Cole, uh, Cole Komet chip on him instead of or releasing all the time. If you're going to, re- if he's going to run the three yard route, might as well have him chip, chip the DN, give give your rookie a little bit of a easier time out there. Uh, Braxton Miller had a few holding calls, missed a couple blocks here and there. Uh, thought he um, he looked really good in preseason, but regular season he didn't look as good. Um, especially this this first game right here, um, Patrick did not look good at all at center. Um, was not getting his blocks at all either. So we have a lot of things we got to work on on the offensive side of the ball. Um, <clears throat> looking at the receiving core, of course, uh, DJ was taken out of the game early. Um, not not throwing the ball deep is a really big concern. Uh, Mooney had that one deep, um, one deep pass that kind of inflated his numbers a lot, but 
that still wasn't a great game for Mooney by any sense of imagination. Uh, Cole Komet, really only highlight Cole Komet had was that terrible third and one tight end sneak that we tried to run and it didn't work. And then trying to run that um, quarterback sneak on fourth and one as well also didn't work. So it's more of a just terrible, terrible play calling. Um, but Cole Komet didn't kind of disappeared. He just got paid, but he disappeared into the shadows. And um, finally, it was my least favorite receiver uh, on our team, Chase Claypool. And I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to have a counter when I, because um, I have a group chat um, with um, two of my former podcast hosts where I talk about, um, we just go about it and we talk about the games and I want to count how many times I say Claypool got to go. I got to count how many times I say that before he's either benched or something. Uh, so this game was just two. This game was two. The personal foul where um, he negated a pack of personal fouls. So we, could have, we got a free first down, which we needed each and every one of those. But, you know, he decided to um, push somebody and he got a, got flagged for that. So that negated it. So like nothing happened there. Um the terrible block he made on the screen pass, uh, where if the screen pass got blown up, you know he's our physical receiver, but he can't block. Um, I saw. I saw also. I didn't even. I didn't see that even on the live game, but on Twitter, I saw him trying to um, beta a personal foul call on a flop. So he it's like he's just not into the game. He just kind. He's just there. And for a contract year, starting off with zero catches, two targets, and a personal foul call is not how you want to start things off. But for right now, the Chase Claypool got to go counters at two. Until I see things a little bit more egregious of the Kadarius Tony kind of aspect, I feel like, you know, what else we got to lose to keep by keeping him here? Uh, defense. Uh, defense, I feel like, is something we got to really work on. Um, I really feel like I should have seen pickers a little bit more. Um, I feel like um, he would he give him a chance. Honestly, give him a chance early in the game when we're not getting a pass rush. Uh, give him a shot. Uh, he outside of Gibson, he was the only other bear on the D line to win to win this matchup during the during the preseason, and he just didn't get the snaps. Just didn't get snapped this year, uh, this week. So, I'm not sure if it was that was a plan by the coaches, but he definitely needs to be able to get out there a little bit more, get some more snaps, um, get more acclimated into the system. You know, win those matchups, get some pressure up the middle. I feel like our linebackers did an okay job. Uh, uh, Edward Edmonds had uh, 14, 14 total tackles, which is solid. Uh, he's running all over the field, so that was respect for the linebacker. Uh, overall, I want to say three fourths of the deep defensive backs did pretty good. Um, once again, if you if if your quarterback has five seconds to throw, to throw the ball, you you're not really expecting that much out of your 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 secondary. So we tried our best as far as defense defense defensive backs went. I felt like there was a lot of things we could have done better, but running that cover two that soft cover two shell, it's going to be a lot of openings. Up in the middle of the field. I'm going to see a lot of people point the finger at Eddie Jackson. I feel like Eddie Jackson at this point is on the tail end of his career. Probably should have jettisoned him off last year, but 
stayed packed. Not sure why we're paying him and not and decided not to pay a lot of other guys, but case to raw. Um, but if he doesn't show the improvement going forward, I really feel that, you know, it's about time for us to move on from AD Jackson. We're going to be bad anyway. It's no point of us trying to keep Ajax for the entirety of the season. But, you know, we're going to... We're gonna we're gonna keep going. This week two's coming up. Special teams also didn't do well either. You know, a lot of field goals, um, but pretty lackluster punt coverage. So we didn't really do that great of a job. But we're gonna look for um, um next thing next thing you're gonna hear from me. We're gonna um, get a little bit more of a breakdown and predictions on the game we got against next week because we go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the and the Baker Mayfield led Buccaneers. God, this is we gotta win this one, right? We gotta win this one. But I'll be right back. So this week we go we're going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh we're a three point road underdog. So basically Vegas is saying that we're pretty much even on a neutral site. Um but that but Tampa has Tampa has weapons, so they still have a solid O line. A lot of the pieces from that Super Bowl championship team are still on the team. They still have um, Godwin. They still have Mike Evans. Uh, Baker Mayfield is can throw the ball deep, which is a different wrinkle, uh, different wrinkle for their team that they didn't really have with Brady the last couple of years because Brady didn't have that that arm strength to get that ball um, further down the field. Uh, we also have they also have a very very threatening defense uh, with Devin White, Levante Davis, Vita Vea. Um, very, they take they 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 pressured they pressured the Vikings a lot. Um, held Kirk Cousins to God, I can't believe I'm saying held Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins had a very rough time um, passing the ball um, early. Um, couldn't get a lot of touchdowns, um, even though Justin Jefferson's numbers were good. Had one had once fifty um, a lot of on the vertical routes. He had a lot of targets, twelve targets. Um, which I think that's more targets than our top three receivers combined. They, they you know, because um, Minnesota fit, force feeds uh, J- just JJ the ball. So um, with all of that, with all of those um, numbers put up, Vikings only score 17 points. Um, Vikings have more offense weapons than we do with... Um, with with the rookie from there, um, Jordan Addison as well. So there's a lot of different moving factors um, that really kind of go into what the Buccaneers were able to do defensively to, to slow them down. They were able to get a lot of turnovers, uh, and they were able to they were able to stop drives from getting six. They were they were forcing them to take three, and that's a that's something that we struggled in as well, being able to get touchdowns we get in the red zone so overall i'm not really looking too favorable on this matchup this is a uh, one uh, this is a 12 o'clock noon game on um in chicago so um get get all of the bad football out the way uh do think that we're going to get a lot of pressures um they're going to pressure us a lot up the middle uh they should pressure us a lot um also going towards the that left tackle inside as well um patrick cannot block vita vea at all so that's going to be a lot of problems for us to get things going. If you're trying to, if you want to try to do that vertical, um, the vertical, I'm sorry, the horizontal passing game with screens and all those, all those other 
high schoolish kind of um, place. It's not going to work out. Uh, so we're going to have a hard time getting things going offensively. If you thought this was the game we're going to get things going offensively, this was you're sadly mistaken. Uh, it's going to be low scoring on our end. As far as on the other side of the ball, defensively goes, um, Mike Evans still on his Mike Evans still on his team. Um, Chris Godwin still on his team. They're going to get open. Running that soft cover two, they're going to get open a lot, especially only rushing four. They still have a really good O line. They are going to have a lot of time. <clears throat> so probably about four to five seconds to get the ball off, similar to what the Packers had. But the difference I'm seeing is that it won't take four or five seconds for Mike for Mike Evans or Chris Godwin to get open. It won't take that long. Uh, I think Baker's going to have a lot of opportunities to be uh, to have to find open receivers. And being 100% honest, we're going to have a hard time slowing down this pa that pass game. Um, I know that he only threw for 177, I believe, or 73 this past this past game. But we um, Minnesota kind of switched up and blocked, um, switched up their looks a lot on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think we are. So I am looking at a higher scoring game for them, not too much for us. I'm looking at 28-17 Buccaneers. 28-17, so Buccaneers will cover. Um, and I also believe that it's also will be the over as well, just because of the amount of time they're going to have. So uh, the petition is for us, us, us dropping another one, going down to 0-2, um, heading into a game with the, um, with the Chiefs. Now I want to talk really quickly about my good, bad, and ugly. So I could just, I want to start off with the um, good. I'm a positive guy. I'm a guy that really likes how things are going with a lot of um, aspects. So I want to give a quick good to Darnell Wright. Uh, Darnell Wright for everything that he was asked to do, blocking um, one of the premier, and uh, I'm sorry, one of, the, one of the more underrated edge rushers. He only gave up one sack. Matter of fact, I don't think he gave up a sack. I think he gave the the sack he gave up was on on a uh, offsides, so he didn't give up a sack. Um, yes, uh, Fields was pressured a lot, but for the most part, Darnell Wright got his blocks. He didn't he didn't give up. He didn't feel defeated. There were no penalties on him that whole game. So also great as far as as that goes. There's a lot of positive positive I could bring back from um, from what he was able to do. So Darnell Wright, I think is my good. Um, also, I'll, also um, Stevenson as well, and and um, Stevenson and Rokon Johnson as well. So uh, Rokon got the only um, the um, the only rushing touchdown we got for the whole game, and Stevenson really played uh, played his um, um, played really tough defense out there on the um, on the perimeter as well, especially as a as a rookie. So. Overall, I feel that the rookies, Stevenson, um, Darnell Wright, um, Ro um, Ro Roco, did a really great job. Um, there, there are some; those are some good aspects of what we did as far as, um, as far as goods go, as far as what we did, and we're going to keep it going. Hopefully, that momentum keeps keeps it moving; it'll get better throughout the season as well. So bad. Um, 
bad I'm gonna go with the wide receiving core at in in total. The totality of the wide receiving core is is bad. So we have four for fifty three from Mooney. We got two for twenty five from DJ Moore. And we got zero for zero for Chase Claypool. So that's other hundred yards receiving from our from our from our guys. And yeah, the passing game wasn't we weren't challenging them vertically, so yes, the Rams were able I mean not the Rams. The Packers were able to key in on that, but just because it still does not having an entire game where majority of your production from your receivers comes from a Donnell Moody 23 yard touchdown like we're not getting the ball out deep and it looks it looks bad the offense looks bad on several levels um Cole Komet had five catches for 44 yards it's pretty that's that's okay but it's not got getting extension worthy it's not top tight end in the in the, in the league worthy so definitely needs to work on that but um, overall, I just feel like our receiving court needs a lot of work. Uh, needs to have that lot of a lot of production, and getting DJ Moore was not the end step. It's just a step. So overall, all um, the receiving core, all three of them, are the bad for the for the week. Uh, the ugly, I'm gonna have to give it to the coaching staff. I'm gonna have to give it to uh, Lugetsi, um, Eberflus, all. So all three of those coaches, Williams, Eberflus, Getsy, all three of them just did not coach. They did not coach well. They did not come. I, didn't, I don't know what the game plan was uh, with Getsy only throwing the ball three times over 20 yards. It's not how you're going to get wins in the NFL. It's not how you're going to do it. So having um, Eberflus, um, if you're the if you're the CEO of the Bears and you let you know your coordinators do what they need to do, you should be. You should be the one saying like, "Hey, we just ran a sneak on third down. Why the hell are we running a sneak on fourth down as well? Why are we going for it on fourth down in our own territory, given the Packers' short field? Like, these are things you need to be asking. These are things you need to interject. These are things you need to step up and have your voice heard as a head coach. And that's not that that definitely wasn't the case this um, this time around. So we got our coach." Um, Allen Williams, that really that soft cover two shell against the Green Bay Packers. Romeo Doss ate us apart. So another big aspect of our game that we were outcoached at. So I'm not going to give ugly the whole season to the to the coaching staff. I'm going to talk about this probably just a couple more times if they're if it's um, blatant. But I'm going to be more creative with what the ugly aspects of the game are. I'm going to try to switch it up a lot more just because I know that we know these coaches aren't going to get any better. Like, I know they're not going to get any better. They're not going to wake up and wake up and become Bill Belichick or um, Bill Parcells or um, Vince Lombardi or Jimmy Johnson. Like, they're not going to do that. They're going to be who they are. So, I'm going to expect them to get outcoached. I'm going to expect them to get outcoached this week. I'm going to expect them to get outcoached next week. I'm going to I'm going to expect for our players to make plays. That's what's that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to I'm not 
I'm coming into this season with low expectations, and right now they are warranted. So overall, there's a lot of different things that we need to work on as far as the Bears go. But the worse we are, the higher draft pick is, and the better that is as well. Better, better it is for us overall. So uh, next week, um, I will be doing. I will be um, back to doing these on a weekly basis. Next week, I will be showing a little bit. I will be starting my my scouting. Um, players that I've seen in college that will be great on the Bears and Bears uniforms. Um, if the regime changes or not, it all, it all depends. But I will be going into a little bit more about scouting and what we need from from our team. But I want to thank everybody for um, listening in. Thank you. Um, this is my first uh, podcast in about, about eight, nine months. So appreciate y'all so much. Things have been kind of busy, but I'm back on it now. Appreciate y'all for, um, for tuning in. And until next week, bear down.